Scripture says this, For unto us a child is born. Unto us a child is born, to us a son is given, and a government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Prince of Peace. Do you have peace this Christmas? Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. So it's supposed to be a peace that continues on forever. The Prince of Peace, a a peace without end. And I think everybody wants peace. Matter of fact, we just went through a short sermon series back here in November talking about peace. And whether you are a national leader sitting across the table from other world leaders, or whether you're a businessman facing the pressures of deadline at the office, whether you're a homemaker trying to corral the kids, or a student trying to make it through the semester, everybody desires to have peace, an inner peace inside of us. And most people will go to whatever limits it takes to get that peace. But I think most of us, if we're honest with ourselves, probably probably, uh, say I experience a lot more stress than I do peace. I have a lot more anxiety than I do peace. Wouldn't you agree that there's nothing that people talk more about and experience less, and that is peace? I wish life could slow down. I wish I wasn't so overwhelmed. I wish my my schedule wasn't so busy. And all those are words that we say, I'm lacking peace, and we're saying, I want peace. Our days like Jeremiah, and that when the people cried, peace, peace, when there is no peace. Us Americans live in comfortable homes, but domestic violence is at an all-time rise. Our cities are the most modern in the world, yet our streets are very unsafe. Our communication and our technology is unsurpassed, but there has never been more of a misunderstanding and miscommunication going on. Where can we go for peace? Where can we discover a fulfilling peace? For many, the destination of finding peace might actually seem impossible. And we go, I just, just got to give up. It's just our stress and anxiety is just going to be part of my world. See, the place of peace is a person of peace. The place where we find peace is to know the person of peace. The only lasting source of peace is God himself. And God came to us, Emmanuel, in a baby by the name of Jesus. And it's so much more than a cute little story that we remember at Christmas time. It's so much more than just some, some wayward travelers that go to an inn and there's no room and we have a baby that's born in a manger. Where can we actually go for peace? That's what I want to talk about this morning. Kind of a reiteration of where we're at in November a little bit, but it ties so much right into Christmas and, and the whole journey of this season. The Bible talks about two kinds of peace related to God. These two avenues are the beginning of lasting peace for your life. First and foremost, there's a spiritual peace, which is a peace with God. It's when you know I'm at peace because I'm at peace because my relationship with God is right. Romans chapter 5 says, therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. It's a peace that says, I know I'm good with God. I, I know I'm not perfect, but I know that between me and God, we're good. I, I know that heaven is my future. I know that my sins have been, been done away with. I know that, that I'm saved. There's a foundational bottom line that I have peace with God before I can have peace in this world. There's a story that was told about a man who visited a doctor for an examination. And the physician asked, now what seems to be the trouble? And the, and the, 
And the patient answered, Doc, I've got troubles everywhere I look. I've got troubles in my business, troubles at home, troubles everywhere, and I'm just plain run down. When the examination was finished, the physician said to the patient, you're not run down, just the opposite. You're wound up. Matter of fact, you're too wound up. The man responded, well, Doc, give me something to slow me down then. What do you want, asked the doctor. Give me a tranquilizer or give me something. Give me some kind of pill that will help me out. Very well, responded the doctor. He sat down and began writing out a prescription. The man took the prescription, stuck it in his pocket without even looking at it. He rushed off to the neighborhood pharmacy where he'd get the prescription filled. And the pharmacist looked at the prescription and said to the man, I'm sorry, but I can't fill that prescription. What do you mean you can't fill the prescription? The man responded. This is a drugstore, isn't it? You're a pharmacist, aren't you? That's a doctor's prescription, so why can't you fill it? The pharmacist answered, I'm sorry, sir, but we don't stock this in our store. If you want this prescription filled, go home and get your Bible. The man looked at the prescription for the first time, and it read, take three doses of Romans chapter 5, verse 1, every day. He went home and looked at the verse in his Bible, and it read, therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Immediately, the man called the doctor and asked, what do you mean by this prescription? The physician answered, your trouble is spiritual. It's not physical. What you need is peace. I can't give it to you. The pharmacist can't give it to you. Only God can give you that kind of peace. And I sit here today. We're just a little over a week and a half away from Christmas Day. And I imagine the stress, the worry, the anxiety is, is raising at some level in all of us. I know it raises in me. I know I had a conversation this morning with somebody who said, it's raising to me because this has happened, that's happened. I talked to my mom yesterday. Her anxiety is raising because I'm buying gifts. And then I, this, my furnace went out and that's going on. And, and those are kind of things we walk through in this life. But the way we have peace in a journey of all this is that we know who God is. The fact remains that before you can experience personal peace, you must receive the Prince of Peace. How, how do I do that? We need to understand how we do that. We need to understand how we can tell somebody else that. How do you do that? It's pretty simple. we got to admit to God that I'm a sinner. God, I've messed up. God, I've, I fall short. God, I don't do it your way all the time. We have to admit that. We have to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. We have to believe that, that this Christmas event is not just a story. It's a real, true, happening event where God really came down out of earth in, into this earth to be man among us. We believe that. We confess our faith in Jesus. Jesus, I confess, I believe that. We make a confession that I'm a sinner, I admit that. We, we make a confession, I believe in Jesus, and then we repent and say, I, I don't want to live my way, I want to live your way, God. God, I want to do it according to your plan. And this scripture tells us once we've done that, you say, if we follow him in a watery grave called baptism. And that's why we practice water baptism. I know we have two baptisms after second service today. Maybe today could be your day. Maybe today you walked in here, you weren't thinking about that, but now you're thinking, you know what? I need this peace with God, and I need to go through this simple process of telling other people I admit, and I believe, I'm going to confess my sin, I'm going to repent, and I'm going to follow Christ in baptism. We'd love to help you on that journey. We've got to make sure that we are right with God if we're going to experience peace. Otherwise, all we're doing is giving you psychobabble technology if we don't teach you to know God and know Jesus personally. Where can I go for peace? It starts with a spiritual peace. That's a peace with God. And then there's an emotional peace that is a peace of God. It's a peace of God. That you must have a peace 
with God before we can experience, though, the peace of God. This is what most people think of when they think of the peace of internal uh, spiritual well-being is that I have the peace of God. The Scripture says, since God is not a God of disorder, but a God of peace. And so if there is disorder in our lives, then we know that we're not aligning with God's plan. See, everyone who knows the Lord Jesus can go through a problem. And all of us have our problems and face death, but you can still have an inner peace of the heart. You can be going through the most terrible life situation and still have peace inside. See, when your spouse dies or when your children get sick or you lose your job, you can still have a peace that is hard to understand. That's why Scripture talks about a peace that is hard to understand. Uh, There's a piece of an absence of, of conflict. It's not absence of conflict, but it's the ability to cope with conflict, that I have conflict going on all around me. I have trials going on all around me, but I'm still at peace, even during these difficult moments to know, you know, God's present. A psychiatrist was quoted in a newspaper as saying that he could not improve upon what the Apostle Paul wrote for the prescription to worry. The passage that we just broke down, Philippians chapter 4, where Paul says, don't worry about anything, but in everything, through prayer and petition and thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses every thought will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. The psychiatrist is like, that's the prescription to peace. How many times do we fret? Do we worry? Do we turn and look for other things to take and give us a little bit of peace? See, God's peace can be in our hearts even right now to go, God, I've been worrying about this. I'm turning it over to you. God, I'm going to pray about it. God, I'm landing it in your, in your hands or in your lap. Colossians chapter 3 says, And let the peace of Christ, to which you are also called in one body, control your hearts and be thankful. Control your hearts. The Greek word translated control or rule, because some translation says, let the peace of Christ rule your hearts, is used only this time in the Bible, and it's meant, to, meant by the word umpire. So we get the word umpire is this word control. So this verse should say, or it is saying, let the peace of God umpire our lives. Well, what does an umpire do? An umpire is to keep peace on the playing field. So that, that everyone's playing fairly. He keeps the peace. He makes sure the game is played and smoothly and in an orderly fashion. And that there's rules that everyone's going to follow. When we say that we're going to let God umpire our hearts, we say he set the rules. He has set the guide. That's what I'm going to follow. Because God wants to give you an, inter- an internal umpire who will keep you at peace even when everything else seems chaotic. The problem is in our society today, we want to argue with the umpires. We want to yell at the umpire. We want to debate the umpires, and we tend to do that in our life too. But God, I think my way's better. Oh, well, I'm going to do it this way. When we start to do that, what happens? We have a lack of peace versus saying, God, you're the umpire of my heart. You're the umpire of my soul. God, I'm going to do it your way. See, peace with God speaks of God's provision for us to be saved, and the peace of God speaks of his lordship. And when I say the word lordship, what I mean is, God, you're in charge. God, you rule my life. God, God, I submit to your way. I'm not going to do it my way. And many times when we're lacking pieces because we're trying to do it our way versus following his way. Lord, you're in charge. If we truly want to live a life of peace and experience the God of peace, then we must continually let God control our lives. We must continually let him be the umpire of our heart. How do we maintain it, though? 
Once we start to discover it, we come in this relationship with God and we start to experience some of this emotional type peace. How do we maintain that so it continually grows in our lives? Well, Romans 14 says, so then we must pursue. You must pursue. In other words, you must run after, you must chase after what promotes peace and what builds up one another. The the idea of pursuing is such an, an action word that you're not going to just sit back. It's something I'm going I'm to go after. So what, what, what must we do? Well, we must obey God's word. You want peace, you've got to obey God's word. As simple as that may sound, we, we just need to do what the Bible says. Psalm 119 says, Abundant peace belongs to those who love your instruction. Nothing makes them stumble. I obey your decrees and love them greatly. When you stop and look at God's Word, and when you read God's Word, do you read it with a mindset that says, God, what you tell me to do, I'm going to do. God, when I, when I study your Scriptures, when I hear your Word proclaimed, God, if I'm not aligning with what your Word teaches, are, are we willing to adjust? God says peace comes when we live in harmony with Him and when we do what He tells us to do. See, in your car is an owner's manual. <clears throat> and the owner's manual tells you That if you do certain things at certain times, you'll get the best mileage out of the car. Change your oil every 5,000 miles. Rotate your tires. Do this, do that. God's Word is the owner manual for life. Church, many times, and I can't say all the time, because that's not true. Many times, our lack of peace is because we're ignoring the owner's manual. Is there a warning light going off in your mind by chance? See, when you look at the dashboard of your car, if there's some warning lights coming on, if you start ignoring those warning lights, what happens to your car? It usually will break down. It'll quit functioning or it will not function as well. There's many times warning lights going off. I'm stressed. My blood pressure's way up. I'm not feeling good. My temper's flaring. Uh, why this? Why that? Well, those are warning lights. Those are little warning lights going off, and God's saying, you let me. It contains principles for health, the Bible does, for finances, for marriage, relationships, for business, and so much more. And if you don't obey those principles in those various areas of life, just as a car won't run smoothly, neither will life. God has a plan for us. It's in His Word. We want to maintain the peace. We must obey God's Word, but we must also focus on God's presence. We must realize that God is always with us. We must, we must tie into that sense of presence. We, we are reminded by Isaiah to fix, our glo- to fix our gaze on God. Isaiah 26 says, You'll keep in perfect peace the mind that is dependent on you, for it is trusting in you. So the mind that is focusing on Christ, focusing on God. So we have a choice to either focus on our problem or focus on God. So many times when our problems come up, what do we do? Oh, no, this is going on. Oh, no, this is awful. No, this is horrible. Versus going, you know what? God's got it. God's going to show me how. God's going to carry me through. God's going to give me the next step. We have a choice. If you look at the world, what happens is you get distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. But if you look at Christ, you'll find rest. Stop and hear that once more. If you look at the world and what this world has to offer, there's a lot of distress You look at what you can figure out on your own and what your mind tells you to do, a lot of times that leads to being depressed. You start looking at God and saying, God, I'm just going to put my my focus on your presence. That's when rest comes. That's when peace happens. You want to have this peace and maintain it, we must trust God's purpose. Even when things don't make sense, 
that we trust God's purpose. Proverbs chapter 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Think about Him in all your ways and He will guide you on the right paths. You ever notice that a lot of things in life just don't make sense? A lot of things don't make sense. You ever feel like a lot of things are, are out of your control? What, what do you do in this situation or what do you do in that situation? Sometimes all you can really do is trust. God is totally out of my hands. And God, I can just trust you. I, I can't try to figure it all out. But many times in our American mindset, what do we think? i got to figure this out. What, what am I going to do next week and next month and six months down the road and a year down the road and three years down the road and five years down the road? And we try to plan out our entire life and every single step just, versus just going, God, i got to trust you have this all in your hands. i got to trust that you are going to guide me. That we waste a lot of time and a lot of energy maintaining time trying to figure things out. People have told me on more than a few, few occasions that when they finally stop trying to figure things out and allow God to do something, they quit struggling and testing him in this, that God has opened up the floodgates. When they said, I'm going to quit trying to figure it out. I'm just going to trust in God. We need to face the fact that not all of life's questions are going to be answered in this lifetime. Sometimes you'll say, I just can't figure it all out, and I may not know the answer. We want that peace. There's one more thing I would suggest is that we need to ask for it. Go back to Philippians chapter 4. Paul says, worry about nothing but in everything through what? Through prayer and petition. He's saying, you ask for it. Everything. You take it to God and you start asking God, God, what about this? God, what about that? God, will you do this? God, will you do that? You talk to him about everything. Notice the order. First, there's prayer and then there's peace. So in other words, without prayer, there's not going to be peace. He says, you pray, you're thankful, you make your request known to God, and then there's peace. It's kind of like a math equation. Put these things together in their peace. If you're not praying, you're luckily worrying. And if worry is such a useless emotion, such a waste, then that worry is the opposite of peace, and the two cannot coexist. See, when you start to worry, you should start to pray. But if you start to pray, it's amazing how then you kind of quit worrying. And the two don't live in the same territory altogether. What do you need to ask God of right now? You need to ask Him come into your life that you may experience peace. Is, is today the day, maybe for someone in this room here, in just a moment we'll have our prayer partners at the cross. Is today the day you walk over to the cross and say, today I want to give my life to Jesus. Today I want to open up that free gift of salvation. We'd love to do that with you. Do you need to ask Him to control some area of your life? Is there something going on that you're like, I've been consumed with worry and, and I'm lacking peace. My anxiety level is, is rising. Is there something that you say, you know what, today I need to let go of this. You're not going to experience true or lasting peace um, in your life and, until Jesus Christ is in charge of your life. Re remember, peace is, is not a trouble-free life, though. Sometimes you think, well, I walk with God and all my troubles go away. No, that's not the case. Matter of fact, Scripture says in this world you will have trouble. So we're going to have trouble. We're going to have challenges, but we can walk through them in peace. It's a sense of calm amidst the storm. What's, what's robbing your peace today? Is it guilt? You need to turn over to God. You need to say, God, I, I need your forgiveness. Is it worry? Is it a job change? Is it finances? Is it maybe a major surgery coming around the corner? Maybe there's a difficult person in your life. You can talk to Christ about all these things. Maybe they're bothering you. You're carrying this Christmas season. And say, God, I walk through this Christmas season. I want to walk through it in peace. See, the God of all peace wants to give you peace and give it to you as a gift today. 
Let me, let me end today where we started. Go back to Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born. 